again, it's Ines from Skybrain, and thank you so much for listening to us right now. First of all, I think I want to thank everyone for an unbelievable support that you gave me for the introduction episode. And finally, the time has come, and I'm with my special guest tonight. It's Friday night, and I have Mr. Barber here, who's my dearest teacher, my friend, and for others, he's known as a teacher, professor, and the CEO of Phantom Lab. So, how are you doing, Mr. Barber? I'm good, Anna. Thank you so much. Good to be here. How are you doing? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation for my for being my first guest. Actually, this is the first episode we are recording. Oh, it's so, my pleasure. This is crazy, it's you know. It's my honor. It's <laughs> my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So, well, I know you. You are teaching right now, and you are the CEO of the Phantom Lab. But I want to go backward a bit to good old days. Basically, where are you coming from, and how did you end up being here in Turkey? So, um, I grew up uh, around the world in different cities. Uh, you you know some of it. So that includes Chicago. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, other parts of the Middle East. I spent uh, two my last two years of high school in Pakistan, and then I spent my time traveling around both for uh, education as well as uh, work. So I came to Turkey six years ago um, because of a friend of mine, and uh, after quite a long time, though. <laughs> yeah. So a lot is a lot has changed since then, and. Um, So uh, Turkey is now my home, and I've been teaching here. And after the pandemic hit uh, last year, we started working towards um, building and developing e-learning systems. And so that's what I'm doing at the moment. Uh, I also teach at Estonia University in their English um, prep department. And uh, yeah, so we're working on a, on a few things right now. It's great. It's great to be in Turkey. I think it's a it's a great market for that. Yeah, you're always welcome to Turkey, though. So, how do you find like working during the pandemic? Because I know, like you know, uh, the pandemic thingy gave everyone a really mental breakdown. That was so hard. And sometimes that was a good opportunity for many people to invest a job or like work and finding their path actually during the pandemic. How was it for you? Like, how did you find it out? Yeah. So, um, I mean, last year, 2020 has been is a year that you know has influenced every single person on the planet. Yeah. Um, for a lot of them, negatively, unfortunately, and. Uh, it's been hard on everybody, but honestly, twenty uh, twenty was a big year for me, um, both personally and professionally. So, uh, while it has been hard to adapt to the limitations that the pandemic has put on us, um, I think it has forced us to it has forced us to adapt and therefore evolve and become. Better, more efficient, and more effective at what we do, whatever we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I understand it. So, you know, I always think like uh, from the path that you said that you are coming from Chicago to Saudi Arabia and like all those different cities. You know, it's really hard to pass through all of them all alone by yourself. And you know, have you ever had someone with you, like you know, not actually physically with you, but like someone in your brain, someone in your heart that you always look up to, and you be like, you know, I'm not the only one who thinks that way, or 
I'm not the only one who went through this path. So I'm not going to give up because giving up sometimes ends in a wrong path. And people will be like, okay, I'm done with it. I'm just leaving everything behind. This is so hard. This is impossible. Or, you know, for some students, they'll be like, I'm not working hard enough because you said you're actually uh, moving from a country to another country for educational reasons. So how was it for you? Like, how didn't you give up after doing all those hard things like in your life and moving from a country to another country and like being here for six years, like alone on your own? How did you find it out? Well, um, <clears throat> I think it's, it's, a, it's a question that I ask my students as well. And so I, I ask them, uh, who are your heroes? Who are your role models? And it's important to find those uh, at any point in life. Role models and heroes have existed um, in, from Greek mythology to modern day heroes that are, for example, working Uh, at the front lines of COVID or education or, or ending world hunger or poverty. So uh, who are yours? And uh, in addition to people um, from my friends and family, uh, Elon Musk is somebody that I haven't had uh, along with me, of course, but somebody that inspires me a lot. He uh, has a... incredible approach to failure and I think that is what it is about him that um, has so much power uh, has uh, had so much power over me and I think that once people understand that um, it will enable them a lot more to take more chances uh, take better calculated risks uh, and be able to make bigger and better decisions that affect their lives so I would definitely say Elon Musk, but let me let's not forget Michael Jordan, also from Chicago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, another sure. story about how failure is a crucial component to success. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so, do you think that it's really effective if you have someone like an idol in your life? Because the word idol is given to someone who is really successful. And like the point of my podcast is not to just talk about like those famous idols, but talk about people's normal life and show that even people around us can be our own idols. So, did you ever found someone like this in your life, like for example, in your school or like uh, in your family? Have you ever had someone to call your idol while they are not everyone's idol, you know? Because sometimes some specific things for your own self is different. You know what I mean? Sure. So, have sure. you ever had someone like that? Um, yeah, absolutely. And um, I see a lot of... Um, my father in me and so i think that's where that's where a lot of this comes from so i grew up watching him uh, work very hard going to work uh, being very honest about things having a lot of integrity and um, and and a sense of passion towards what he does uh, and so i think that really influenced me but but also you know there's there's other things my cat tony right <laughs> uh you yes. know tony so tony really <laughs> yes i, mean, I do know you, it sounds funny but really watching him sometimes he just never gives up he just just never quits 
and that's a bad thing these days because I can't sleep because of him sometimes. But but really, <laughs> really, honestly, you, you you know you gotta see him sometimes. He does he doesn't quit. You can if you look around and again I find myself saying a lot of cliche things these days. But I also understand that it's there's some truth to them. That's why they're cliche. So if you if you look around, there's you can you can learn from pretty much anything. Students surprise me and inspire me. Like yourself, we have history. Uh, you were a student of mine for a little while, and then yes, weren't, uh, and then we reconnected last year. So I think we we hadn't yep. spoken for longer than we had actually known each other but now we went back yes. to working together towards uh, mutual goals uh, for your SAT and, and your university placement that kind mm-hmm. of thing so you know it, you you are that somebody as well you don't quit and that's what I've seen <laughs> that's what I've seen in you over time right so I've known you for I've known you for three years and I've seen you whether that's through social media or you know, just catching up like this. So I've seen you be consistent. So I think that's... Thank you so much. I really do appreciate your kind words. So, you know, every day, like, uh, I want to go back right now to a little bit of business stuff that you're actually doing, which is your specific thing and you're actually in love with it, I know. So you uh, are actually the CEO of Phantom Lab, if I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Uh, so, you know, the whole system that you are actually having now and I like you know I'm a part of your system as a student there when I look at it the system is crazy like it's big it's huge you know and um, like I I believe that you are capable of doing everything that you want but having a whole company like that having a system like this is not a one-day plan and I can I can feel it you know it's not something just to plan it in like today and you'll be like okay I'm doing it on and bam, you're done. It's not something like that. So what was the Phantom Lab? This was something that was unexpected. So while I was teaching at uh, Marmara University, I was with their um, English prep department as well for a year. Great team and a great institution. So uh, that's when the pandemic hit. So we were in the spring semester. We had just started. Um, and all of a sudden we get an email saying, um, please stay at home for the next week and, you know, we're, we're going to make it through this. So at that time we didn't know how bad it would be. I think no one knew, but I start, I had started kind of moving towards exploring these options for online education, uh, a little bit before that. So. I had a small Instagram page uh, that was just focused on building vocabulary specifically for Turkish learners at the university level. And it was very hard to do that, but it, it gave me some important insights. When the pandemic hit, we needed to figure out a way to have classes, uh, have meaningful engagement, drive meaningful engagement, uh, but most of all, the the we had to do what needs to be done, which is to test uh, and assess and evaluate uh, the learners. So that's where I kind of started looking into learner behavior more deeply. And 
um, the more I looked into how you can measure performance, engagement, uh, and learner progress, how you, how you can map those out, the more I understood the connection between uh, data and data analytics and learner behavior and developing metrics to chart and measure learner behavior. And so I spent my uh, I spent the last year or so working on that to develop models uh, that effectively do that. And so now we've been able to successfully uh, build testing assessment and evaluation engines uh, that have been proven uh, to drive success uh, and increase score in standardized uh, testing, such as the SAT, TOEFL, IELTS, OET, uh, and other examinations. So it's, it's an area that I never thought I would be in. My background has been mostly with teaching mathematics, as you, as you know, or sciences. So yeah. English teaching, which I've been doing for the past few years now, is something that I didn't expect to get into, but definitely not I, I expected uh, something to stay in and definitely didn't expect it to redirect my uh, vision and change my career into something where into something into in ed, ed tech education technology so i'm very excited about it and that's why um you know i love doing what i do and i work very hard for it and and i i know you you understand that sentiment because you you have an incredible work ethic too and as i've seen that Thank you so much. I actually like. I'm a fan of Phantom Lab. Like even uh, the way that we have the whole server going on, like people yeah. joining, like <laughs> people actually engaging with the server is crazy. Because you know, being a teacher and being someone who you can trust and you can engage with, even though that it, this whole system that you created is exactly like something super new. You know, not everyone sees yeah. this around, especially in Turkey. Like in Farans, we might have something like that, something similar to that. But in Turkey, this is not something really well known, especially for English learners in Istanbul, as an example, or any other cities here. But um, I want to ask you a question about what do you think, like coming from Chicago to Istanbul and like having all those service and like, you know, all those hard work that you, all those passion that you had just to be who you are today. How would you describe your mental health during all those? Wasn't it something like just normal, like a line or that was a really complicated thing? Have you ever gave up? Have you ever thought that you can do it? Or have you ever wanted to quit? What have you done all during all those times? Because this is what I actually want to ask everyone to know what is their point. Mental breakdowns, like giving up, insecurities, all of them are the things that are happening for people around the world every day. Because the more pressure they put on themselves, the more unstable their brain becomes because yeah, absolutely. this is something crazy that happens absolutely. when you have lots to do and you're not actually getting the, uh, the result that you are looking forward to. So what is what do you think about it? So, I mean, this is a very important issue that, again, all of us um, have to take into account very seriously. Um, so burnout uh, is a very real thing. Uh, mental health uh, is something to be taken very seriously 
And in terms of what I do, I engage with students all the time. And I engage with educators all the time. So when it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a very unique role to play in most jobs, you um, I don't know I don't know if you get that kind of dynamic uh, and effect. So I wrote an article recently uh, on LinkedIn, and it was about uh, Dr. Daniel Amen, who is a world famous psychiatrist. And suggested that we should be better at we should get better at understanding um, at learning about our patients before we treat them, diagnose and treat them. So in order to do that, we have to look at what's going on inside. Psychiatry and education, psychiatry, psychiatrists and educators are the only two people that don't examine the organ that they work with, that they treat. Every single other doctor will examine that body part. Psychiatrists don't have that luxury, and neither do educators. So my article says that educators are not very different from psych psychiatrists. And so, when yeah. it comes to mental health, as educators, we must be aware of uh, the mental health of our students and do things that, in a time when we're locked in and our power is taken away from us, we should be doing things that empower them more, that make them feel more in control of their learning journey rather than feeling more powerless. So, and I think that that has having conversations in class, open, honest uh, conversations in class um, is a way to get that engagement going. But also on the other side is the, is, are my colleagues. They work extremely hard. So it's hard being a student during remote learning, but Believe me, I, it's not a competition, but I think it's harder being an educator because we are responsible to drive your engagement. And that becomes hard once it gets stuck in a negative self-fulfilling prophecy. And so uh, that brings challenges towards mental health as well. And I've seen, and I'm myself, I've seen that in myself as well as my colleagues, extreme burnout, extreme stress, and sometimes breakdown, including myself. Um, so reach out to your colleagues, to your um, team members, and talk to them and connect more with them and create, work towards creating a safer environment that nurtures development rather than an environment uh, of criticism and uh, a catching up kind of culture where everybody feels they're just running and running and running without getting anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 sure. I totally understand it. So, but, you know, as you're, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, as you're like, as your student, uh, you know, not long ago, I had those kind of mental breakdowns and like, you know, the low self-esteem that I faced so bad. And I was actually oh, yeah. like giving up. Yeah, I was giving up many things. And, you know, I believe the teachers and like when you have a good connection with the teacher, when you have a good relationship with a teacher and when you are hearing some kind of words from a person who values in your life, someone like you for me, because, you know, we might know each other for three years only but the connection of the, the kind of friendship that we had together started from the very first week that we met each other you know yeah. and that i believe yeah that was something way different and way unique for me 
Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I believe the most effective thing that like you know gave me the power to sit here today or like to record my voice and like have my own podcast or like uh, you know recording this video for the YouTube channel and everything, you know, empowered that conversation that we had together empowered me just to do whatever I want today and just to be who you are of course everyone has their own you know insecurities like of course I still have those kind of sometimes that I have those low esteem and like those mental breakdowns because things are crazy when you're in grade 12 and you have to sort yeah, sure. things out on your own and 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 they're normal yeah, but, so uh, you have to develop like an understanding yeah. of normalizing this it so when failure hits or or a, you have a breakdown people feel you know embarrassed or ashamed or scared or angry but if we normalize this and we begin to expect it then we can find better ways of, of dealing processing it and dealing with it one thing that i've realized in the pandemic is you have a good sense of who who people are professionally and personally so yeah the the professionals you will you will have you know reactions of either it's so hard it's so hard but i'm trying but i'm trying i'm doing this it's not working so their negative reaction oh it's not working it's not working it's different it's not working yeah. that means they're trying something but then there's the other camp who are not trying anything not doing anything just like oh it's so hard oh oh it's so hard <laughs> you, know, oh. <laughs> you know i wish i could do that you know the hair flip yeah oh, it's yeah. so hard you know <laughs> You know, it's that yes. camp, and that camp includes both learners and educators and professionals and team leaders and department leaders, whatever. But, and this is something I learned at, at Marmara when we were trying to transition. I held a workshop in uh, tr- trying to transition them to um, an online LMS system and a, and, a, and a collaboration system with Slack or Microsoft Teams um, that I'm trained for. Uh, from Microsoft Education Center. I'm a Microsoft certified innovator uh, and uh, so innovative educator. And so this is these are one of the tools that they, that they show us. So there was resistance to that. Yeah. Nobody wants to change. But that's the thing. You want change. It comes back to the old thing. You want change, but nobody wants to change. And I think yes, this year has really been very helpful in showing me real life examples of these cliche phrases that we see everywhere. And so it kind of makes everything click for me then. So I understand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are, like I believe the mind. cliches are actually what shows. <clears throat> I actually believe the cliches are what represent real life, and yeah, this is do. not Absolutely. just a normal thing that they call. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so cliche. No, this is actually what had been like you know observed by other people, yeah. and because they just came on and on, they are just calling it cliche, but cliches are the most There's effective thing. There's truth to cliches, website, that's why they exist, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, agree, completely agree. So, this is actually the most um, important thing that I believe in, that connection might actually decrease the possibility of having mental breakdown or like mental illnesses, because yeah. connection and having not only physical, but also having you know sometimes like we never met after like i guess two years or three years we didn't met yet so i guess after all this time yeah yeah exactly 
so since then we still have that kind of connection and we can easily talk about everything and anything like our job problems our family problems our mental yeah. breakdowns our studies everything so and that was a big help for me but not everyone has a chance to have someone like you in their life to talk with because you know sometimes they are facing like family issues sometimes they are having their romantic issues like their relationships you know sure. so do you agree with me on the idea that having the connection the right connection will decrease the mental illness so i absolutely agree with you uh but i i i want to go but a step further So you you I agree with you when you say that not having um a real um connection driven by in-person engagement can have effects on personal and professional relationships. Agree. But look, it is it is our job, every single one of us, for ourselves to build our own support systems. We build support systems at home. They're called our family. we build our support systems at school they're called our friends our teachers uh we build our support systems personally where we have our best friends our uh romantic partners um spouses these are all so we spend our lives creating support systems why don't we do that deliberately and then if you recognize that there is a lack of engagement i agree with you until then But then that's what I'm saying why don't you change that why don't you do your part in changing that so this is an important uh part I think about leadership a lot of people are waiting for the other person to start something for them right yeah. and this too tells you a lot about a person uh people with leadership capacities and leadership abilities they will be the ones to uh, initiate things to take initiative and start things and then there will be the followers that's fine but if you can't lead uh patterns of behavior uh or if if you if you can't find someone to follow patterns of behavior excuse me then why don't you lead it you be the leader Right. So this is what I tell you as well, right? I think you would be an excellent leader. Yeah. From what I know Thank about you. you, you know, you would be an excellent leader. You have, you know, an incredible sense of empathy for your friends, your family, your teachers. <laughs> and I think that's your superpower. Really, honestly, I must. You know, um, you. in a world where where everybody's so negative and people use social media to vent that off, um You and I are also connected via social media, so people should follow Phantom Testing Labs. Sorry, Phantom Learning Labs. Yes. Uh, yep, yep. Uh and so I I see your stories um and I always see positive comments, people always saying nice things about you, you <laughs> saying nice things about your friends and how much you miss them. And while people might look at those stories and and you can think, "Oh, this is a little a lot of drama going on. I honestly don't think that. <laughs> really, I think that this person yeah. is has so much empathy for others, is sensitive towards others, is good at supporting people with through their difficult times, and those are the qualities and patterns of behavior you look in leaders. And so I'm not thinking about today. 
I'm always thinking 10 years ahead. And uh, just as I find you to be in the same position that I was a long time ago, talking to somebody uh, who at that time was in the position that I am now, you know, it's a big moment where the universe has come around completely full circle in a very, very humbling experience. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, uh, I, I see these things in you and I think you'd be an, a fantastic leader in, in your community 10 years from today. So, uh, and I can't you. wait for that time because of course you and I will <laughs> stay in touch. And then I of can't course. wait for you to realize your potential and then come back and say, hey, Mr. Bobber, let's do this together. Hey, let's do this together. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it will happen. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not impatient. I know that these are long-term relationships and long-term <laughs> investments. I'm going to hold off. It's okay. You know, good things come to those who wait. So <laughs> I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. I'm blushing right now. God. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm know, so happy. I'm so, so happy that, that, that no, I'm so so. You also mentioned another thing. So and and that kind of made me think about the the other element, right? We were talking about support systems and people and engagement, and that's about community building. So uh, one of those things, one of the things that I, that is really important to me that I'm working on is is to build a community at Phantom Labs and at Teach. So TEACH is about doing research into ed education and about education. Yeah. And Phantom Labs is about more about where we do analytics and artificial intelligence and uh, machine learning and those kind of things, technologies. So, but you need both. And, yep. uh, you know, I think that having people um, like you that are at this age engaging in things like this, starting up podcasts, starting up projects, developing leadership skills, developing team building skills, um, that leads to the creation of those support systems that we then need to depend on later. So it's important to go ahead and do that uh, for yourself. Thank you. You know, actually the idea of the podcast that I created was, you know, to hear people like different stories all around the world from people that are that might not be really famous, but they're famous in someone's life. Like for me, having you with me and like, you know, like caring about how I might feel or who I will be in the future and like giving you the ability to talk about me in those kind words makes you a hero in my life, makes you my idol, makes you someone who I will look forward to when, I, when I'm like, when i getting older and older and older, I'm like, okay, one day I want to be him because he has everything that I might want in the future. You are honest, which is like the first factor in my life that I want to be someone who is 100% honest without any filtering, without faking just to be yourself you are brave and like you did everything that you could do on your own and you are who you are today just to be who you are today and this is you know something crazy in my opinion and you never gave up you know the path that you went from chicago to middle east and then to turkey like this is not something easy that might just name a few countries but even the name of coming from America to Turkey and like having your own company, these things are crazy. And I believe 
like instead of Kim Kardashian for having a good, you know, good job, like you know, some good fabulous buddy. I'll tell job. you something about about the Kardashians. Okay, I'll tell you something. So finish your question, then I will tell you something about the Kardashians. Uh, you made a good well, point. You know, actually, okay, you know, so I believe instead of. Knowing who Kardashians might be because they had a good budget to like pay paparazzi or like they had their own inappropriate ways to be known. Instead of those, we need more stories of people like you in our life. A person who, during the worst time in the whole world during the pandemic, they created their own business and like this is not this is something crazy. Imagine like. pandemic and like corona and the covid that was the worst thing that could ever happen in the whole world and we are still dealing with it every day like one day we are going to school the other day there's pandemic bam you're done but you found your own way and we need more stories like that that's what i said like that what is the code of my channel and my podcast that all people deserve to be heard even if they're not famous i want people to see people hard works need to be respected people hard practicing like working for their own um their own will needs to be respected more you know because unfortunately i see when people are working so hard they might miss some parties and like teenage gatherings and all those things and their friend will give them some like bullying comments such as oh my god you're turning us off or like you are never around you need to chill a bit you need to hang out a bit take a breath you know and i believe listening to someone's hard work like your hard working will actually give a chance to those hard workers to be respected a little bit more you know what i mean so in like kardashians they had nothing to do so <laughs> so i'll tell you something look Uh, one of the things that that we believe uh, uh, and that we fight for at, at Teach and at Phantom Labs is uh, fighting for the uh, fair and fundamental rights uh, for women, for their safety, for their protection, for their equal compensation. Um, that is one of our causes, and it's an important one because of the Kardashians. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. How? So, so, so. Uh, I, I, I was never a fan of the Kardashians. I was never interested in the Kardashians. My wife, on the other hand, is a big fan. So. Um, <laughs> I will mention to... your wife's job because her job is actually related to Kardashians. You know. Yeah. So her actually, job is really my connected my wife to Kardashians, is in... so she needs to be. Yeah, so so uh, she wants to be friends with uh, with with Kylie, I, uh, and I would like to be friends with Kendall, but but that's you know we've jumped ahead of the story. So so I'll t- so yeah, she's in fashion. Yes, go on, go on. Fashion and styling. She has uh, an Instagram page um, that I will share with you. It's a curation of her um, Instagram. Yeah, sure. Um, it's it's called. Uh, I, I forget. It's something in French. I forget. Um, but uh, uh, I'll I will put it as a description for my like yeah, the sure. podcast, so you can follow it because she's amazing. Um, she has yeah. she has great style. She has great style. So uh, Kardashians, yeah. So she loves them. Okay. 
And I was、yeah. just like, why, why, just why?、Uh, why do <laughs> why? they do the show? But, <laughs> but、um, after watching a couple of seasons with of the the Kardashians or whatever that show is called, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I guess. Yeah, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. So I.、Uh, I may not like them very much, or no, no, I like them. They're so nice. They're, they're, they're so nice. <laughs> I can't deal with them. I, I don't want to. Yeah.、Understand. But, but, <laughs> but,、uh, so Kanye, if you're watching, you know, dude, chill, chill.、Um, <laughs> but, but one thing is true. So, I mean, you know, I, I, have, I have a lot of respect for the Kardashians, especially Chris, right? Because.、Mm-hmm. Uh, They, a lot of what they did, fine. They started off with maybe family support or money or whatever. But what I've learned through building a business is that that's just one part of it. You do need to work hard. Even if you're connected with people, you are famous, you are rich, you still need to work really, really hard. And that is one of the things that you see when you look at the Kardashians.、Uh, so you see Kylie and Kendall at the top of their game. Kim Kardashian at the top of her game. Amazing women that are strong uh, leaders uh, and important business figures, not just in their own industries and markets, but around the world. So much respect for, for all of them. Yeah.、Uh, Kendall, for example, has a tequila line.、Uh, and now I think the three of them, or was it just Kylie, they released、yeah. a line of, 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 of scents and perfumes. So, more power to them. Fantastic job. And if that helps inspire、uh, my wife, fantastic. You know, I have a lot more respect. So, but also, I agree with you on this. <clears throat>、uh, I always say support your friends the way you support your idols. They may not, they don't know that you even exist. Yeah. But sure, they're your role models,、yep. they're your idols. You should support them. You should. Be inspired by them, whatever it is, fine. But it is also our responsibility to support the ones that are、uh, within closer circles to us and enable them and empower them to then be in positions like、uh, Kim, Kylie, or、uh, Kendall to then enable others.、Uh, and I think that's, that's the whole、uh, purpose behind all of this. So, I'm very, very yeah, yeah. happy that you, you have that mentality where you are giving people, for example, I'm so honored that you asked me to do this for you and talk to you、uh, and be a part of this. And I would love to be a part of your journey. As I said, you know, 10 years, I'm just waiting. You're going to call me back and you're going to come back. <laughs> and we're going to do something awesome together. So, I want to be part of that process. I want to enable you, and you're here enabling me. So, thank you. You want to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. I know. I know you want to go to Harvard Medical School. And I have、uh, all the belief in the world、uh, to say that you have the potential to get there、uh, and that you will get there、Thank、with you your、so、work、much. ethic、uh, and your many talents. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. I actually, again, want to thank you so much for coming and, like, you know, joining me through for my first episode of my podcast. This means a lot to thank me. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you for asking. You for ex- yeah. 
thank you for accepting my invitation again because this means a lot to me and I wanted to show everyone how amazing you are and how much you deserve to be heard I know like this time won't <laughs> I know like uh, this short amount of time is not enough for you to talk about everything that you've been through and we had to switch the conversation from your personal life to you know a little bit of mental illnesses and everything that happens when you are a teacher when you observe as a teacher and you know you I can say as this being my first episode and the first like official interview that I did that made it made me feel so comfortable and so cool and I can say like oh my god yeah I want to do it again you know because you didn't give me a hard time that was so yeah that was so cool for me like you know I really I really wanted to thank you and I really appreciate you being here in my life and thank you for everything again Uh, anything to say it, it to the was, listeners it was it was so nice as always to talk to you Inaz and to listeners I would like to say you know listen to her <laughs> listen to her yeah so you. Sure you 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 catch her podcast every week uh, on Spotify um, you know I'm really proud of you for um, uh, for being who you are Um, I'm really proud of all your accomplishments that I've been that I've seen over the past few years uh, and I can't wait to see all the amazing things that you're going to do and just you know thank you for being you and thank you for being my friend Inez. <laughs> thank you so much again so guys please don't forget to follow our Instagram like Instagram page which is escape slash uh, underline a uh, brain and also we're going to post every week are uh, we're going to post the interviewing that we're doing as a video in our YouTube channel which is again escape brain and also please please follow and listen to our podcasts every Friday night uh, at escape brain you can just type escape brain and you will have it this is Inez and thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed it and please don't forget to smile all the time Thanks.